0: Tweet at today SOR
1: quite a deluge of responses uh, by way of texts, emails and tweets uh, to Celine Byrne. Absolutely, absolutely incredible conversation beyond words, uh, says Vivian. Another one, what a wonderful attitude Celine Byrne has despite her own family's personal tragedies. She has me shedding a tear here. Well, more than a tear, says another listener. Amazing and so heartbreaking, uh, says another tweet. Uh, Celine, thank you. Thank you. Well, I I think we've read that one earlier Um, and uh, so much more. Uh, What a wonderful lady and uh, it's great as well to hear her speaking so frankly and so honestly. Now, over the last few weeks, we've heard some harrowing stories about isolated patients in hospitals dealing with COVID-19. But while the medical teams are helping them battle the physical effects of the virus, hospital chaplaincy teams have also been supporting patients at this difficult time. Evelyn O'Rourke has been to the Matter Hospital in Dublin to find out more. Evelyn, tell me who you met.
0: Well Sean I went in there as you say to the Matter Hospital and it's located there right in the heart of Dublin city centre and in total there are four priests and one lay chaplain based there and I met up with two of the hard-working team there Father Stephen Foster and lay chaplain Margaret Slater and look Sean they say that supporting patients of course has always been central to their work but the main difference now of course is that the unique circumstances around caring for Covid patients means that patients are much more isolated than usual so chaplains are often providing that all-important bridge between patients and And their families and in some cases are giving patients their last rights.
1: It sounds like it clearly is very difficult work and with the health and safety implications obviously of dealing with Covid in hospitals presumably the role has become that much more challenging.
0: Yes, I mean, even practical things. I mean, for example, they were telling me they've been trained in using PPE and they say for, that it's extremely difficult to give someone lasteroids clearly kind of through a mask. So the implications are just there every day now for them. And the first person we'll hear from Sean is Father Stephen Foster. And Father Foster has been involved with the matter for 20 years now. He's originally from Newcastle in England. You'll hear it a little bit in the accent. But he described life in the hospital at the moment and how he's supporting those very ill patients and in some cases that he's tending to dying patients. So here, Father Stephen. Foster describes his work during this difficult time.
2: We belong to the Chameleon Order. Our fourth vow is to care for the sick, even with danger to our own lives. Now, it's a normal situation for us to be with people who are dying. The only difference between that and weeks ago is the PPE. If we are called to somebody who is dying with COVID-19, then we'll put on the PPE. PPE is something that we have worn before, except for the goggles, where now we're wearing goggles and the mask as well.
0: How does that make you feel in terms of your role? Is it a barrier?
2: Well, it's not always easy to breathe in the mask and talk at the same time and say the prayers. How does it make us feel? I think it makes us feel quite concerned for the patient and their families because There's a general ban on visiting but there's not a complete ban so some family members are coming in but there is a restriction on numbers and pre-COVID-19 you could go into a single room and there may be 20 relatives in the room but that wouldn't be possible now. I was with two COVID-19 patients last Friday who were both dying and there was no family present, but the families had put in the request for the priest to come to see the patient. When I was with one of the patients I went, she said to me, can you do this through the glass so that I wouldn't have to be gowned up, etc." I said, what is his prognosis? She said, really bad. I said, oh no, I can't do it through the glass. I have to go in. So I got gowned up with the mask, goggles, apron, gloves. Went in, spoke to the man, told him who I was and that I was praying for him and all his family and I anointed him and gave him the last rites.
1: Father Stephen Foster there in the matter. Now, Evelyn, you spoke to some, there are lay chaplains at the hospital as well, is that right?
0: That's right, Sean. Margaret Slater is a late chaplain there and she says, look, it's been a really difficult time for everyone, but that she is so proud of the work that her colleagues have been doing. And she says that isolation for the patients is really awful. But, you know, the way that obviously they can't see their family, they can't hug them. So she spends time now with the patients and she talks to the families on the phone as well. And in some cases, she's talked to families after a loved one has died. And she said they just want reassurance. They want to know that great care was taken of their loved one. And she is happy to say that the care is excellent and done absolutely sympathetic. So here Margaret Sater talks more about working the hospital and as I said Sean she's there around 17 years at this stage.
3: Prior to this, my role in the hospital would be you know ministering to patients that are being given bad news and patients that are actively dying. So I'm supposed to be redeployed in a little way because now I'm uh, connecting with the families at home. And then for my colleagues, you know the whole thing has changed for them as well because they're dressed up in all of these garments and you know they are unwelcoming garments for the dying person. They cannot see their face, they cannot talk properly. And for the dying person, you know, what memory have they leaving the world? So sad. And of course, you know, the families not being allowed in. There are some families, but very few. What family member do you choose to come in in a situation like that? How do you recap the situation to those waiting at home? When you cannot witness and cannot see something, it's very hard to um, comprehend that at home. I wonder who was there. I wonder what did he say. And that opportunity is there to ring back and say, I believe Father Vincent or Father Prince or whoever was with my dad and feedback to them what happened. But I suppose my worry in all of that would be that it stunts the beginning of their grieving process.
1: Indeed, a a serious concern there, as voiced by Margaret Slater. Um, Finally, uh, Evelyn, it's obviously been a really tough time for everybody based at the hospitals and how are they managing just with supporting patients?
0: Well, look, they say obviously it's been relentless and, you know, people are tired at this stage, but they say that they're just so grateful that they can do this, that they can help and support the patients. And again and again, they talk about their own medical colleagues in the hospital and how they're just so admiring of their work as well. So here finally, Sean, Father Foster, Margaret Slater, just describe a little about the effects of working at the hospital at the moment.
2: The only family member I've met up to now was the son of a man who died about two weeks ago. I was with him and his father shortly before the father died and he was just very appreciative of the fact that the priest was there because the rest of the family could not come in. While I was in the middle of the anointing took a photograph of me I suppose to show the family and also because it probably looks really unusual to see a priest in PPE.
0: And how does that make you feel?
2: I think people accept it now as this is the new normal that we hope doesn't last too long. As regards, how does it make me feel? It wouldn't be unusual for me to wear PPE. I've worn PPE in ICU, in HDU, intensive care and high dependency. But not in this kind of scenario to be so regular. So, a lot of calls can come just before I'm about to celebrate the one o'clock mass. And if the call came at quarter to one, I wouldn't really have a problem running up to the ward to announce somebody. But now with PPE, I have to calculate do I have time to do it? And if the person really cannot wait as regards their illness, Then I would run up, the mass would have to start later. And now, of course, there is no mass except private mass because of the public gathering restrictions.
3: I spoke to this man on the phone the other day and he said, look, I've only known my wife as an Alzheimer's patient. I don't know her as a COVID-19 patient. And he said, I cannot deal with that. And she has no idea why she's sick. So he said that, for me, he said, is the hardest to deal with because he can't see and the silence is killing him.
0: He's
3: at home. He's at home.
0: So you're the person who's
3: Yes. Then you dust yourself down. You go on to another conversation and that could be worse again. But all I want to say and I want to stress, the best care is being given. And it's not just a matter hospital. It's all hospitals.
1: And uh, so say all of us indeed. Evelyn, thank you very much indeed for bringing us those voices. And our thanks to Father Foster and to Margaret Slater at the Matter Hospital in Dublin.